0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Blind Date by Ironic Laconic February 3rd Chase, I've figured out how to meet the perfect woman. By asking me out for dinner? Mr. Hawk, I'm flattered but I don't want to get fired for violating the company's no interoffice dating policy. Ha! No. I mean, I'm not happy with my dating life. I have a plan, but I need your help. And call me Jeff. I don't like being called Mr. Hawk, even at work. Okay, Jeff. What happened to that woman you were seeing last month? The redhead? You mean Leslie? How did you know about her? You're the owner of the company, Jeff. Your dating habits are honey gossip for us worker bees. Amara Patel saw you at that new teppanyaki place near Stanford. Amara said your date Leslie? Was so gorgeous that Amara briefly doubted her own heterosexuality. Yeah, Leslie was a beauty, but get this. She had never heard of Blade Runner. A guy has to have standards, even if he himself would struggle to pass a Voigtkampff test. See? Everyone should know that film. Um, Chase, you think I couldn't pass a test to prove I'm not an android? They're called replicants in the movie, and I meant it in a good way. Mostly. Oh, then thank you. Mostly. What was wrong with that woman you took to the Sharks game last month? Janice Wu saw you in line for beer. She recognized the woman from some TV show. Candace. Yeah, she had a part on CSI, Dubuque, playing a fashion model who killed designers whose clothes made her hips look too big. Candace didn't get a Monty Python reference I made. She had never heard of the show. Burn the witch. I was thinking more of turning her into a newt, but she'd only get better. There's no justice in this world. Hey Jeff, I'm just spitballing here. But have you considered changing your no fraternization policy and just asking out someone from work? I know at least one of your employees who would love to date you, and she would ace any geek test you threw at her. Really, who? Wait, Chase, don't answer. I'd rather not know. My partner in my first startup destroyed the company when she dated and dumped our lead designer, and we descended into lawsuits and office drama. I'm not repeating that mistake. No inter office dating. That's a pity. So, Jeff, you want my help. Do you want me to set you up with a friend or something? I'd have to think. No, the problem is strategic. I'm bad at approaching women on my own. The women I've been dating lately all approach me, and we don't seem to have anything in common. I need to find women with common interests, but I don't have the time. Computer dating was the obvious solution, but I didn't think I could write the ad. That's when I realized that an ad for finding a partner has a lot in common with writing technical requirements, that's where you come in. I need your help writing the specifications for the perfect woman. Specifications. Yes. Jeff, you're smart enough to run a Silicon Valley stock up to the point where your company is the object of a rumored bidding war between Apple and Google, yet you're dumb enough to think your dating problems are caused by the lack of a tech spec? Wait, that particular combination of intelligence and idiocy explains itself, doesn't it? It's only dumb if it doesn't work. It'll need to be one hell of a spec. You're the best tech writer in the company. Your work on the silver lining website was stellar. For which I still haven't received a raise. Just saying dot. What? The only thing that distinguished that site from every other cloud storage site was the irreverent attitude. Porn you want to share with your girlfriend versus porn you want to hide from your girlfriend. That one still makes me laugh. It was singled out in all the press, and it saved the project. Dennis never approved a raise for that. He didn't like the approach I took, and he liked it even less when it received most of the credit for the site being a hit. But that site was worth half our profits last year. Damn it. And Dennis has the chutzpah to whine about staff retention problems in his division. Grr. I'll take care of it. How? I'll take care of it, Chase. I promise. What about the computer dating ad? Will you do it? Tell me more. Obviously, the dating ad can't read like a technical spec, but I know you can handle that. I heard you were a creative writing major in college. My poetry gave all the guys in freshman comp very existential erections. Him describing the girl is only half the ad. You have to describe yourself in a way that makes her want to meet you, and it has to be accurate enough that you aren't wasting each other's time. I can see ideas forming in the furrows of your brow. It's certainly a writing challenge, and it's a change of pace from online help guides. It's off the clock at work, of course. Your raise has nothing to do with this. I'll pay you for this out of my own pocket. Jeff, don't insult me. I wasn't even thinking of charging. Um, just out of curiosity, how much? $30 an hour? I said don't insult me. Rates for freelance tech writing in the valley are three times that, and as you say, I'm a damned good tech writer. But you said you weren't thinking of charging. Yes, but even if I do it for free, you should know I'm worth at least $100 an hour. You're worth $200 an hour. Done. I'll take the first five hours on retainer. I'll make an exception from normal business practices and accept a personal check because you have an honest face. Um, I think I just got rolled. I may be an excellent tech writer, but I'm an even better negotiator. That was too well done for me to object. How do you spell your first name? CHIC? here's a check for $1,000. That's an unusual name. Where did your parents get that? They won't tell me, but I think it's where I was conceived. Is that a city somewhere? It's a type of couch a chaise lounge. They even gave me the couch when I moved out here. You're paying by the hour, so let's start with you. How would you describe yourself, Jeff? Early 30s start-up millionaire. You can't call yourself a millionaire in an ad. I should say billionaire? That's lying. It's tacky to mention income at all. You can hint about how rich you are, but you have to be subtle or funny about it, or you come across as a bag. That's what my last serious girlfriend called me before she threw my laptop out on the street. You aren't a bag. You're just completely lacking in pretense, which makes you socially clueless sometimes. Your perfect woman will see past those quirks, and perceive you the way we all do at the office as a brilliant, rakishly handsome stud muffin." Everyone at work thinks I'm a rakishly handsome stud Just the women on the third floor. Phew, I have my reputation to protect. Wait, aren't you the only woman on the third floor? There's probably a few others somewhere. Hmm. I don't think you'll have a clue how to describe yourself in a way that would attract a woman you'll ULD-like. I think I can handle that on my own. So, describe your perfect girl. We should like the same books. Well, not exactly the same, or we won't have fun discussing them. Examples. Science fiction classics. Wells A1 and D. Verne? More modern. Asimov and Heinlein? Heinlein, yes, Asimov, no. You pick the fascist over the Jew? Jeff, I thought you were a member of the tribe yourself? On my mom's side. Asimov was Jewish? Ay, Yes. Any other authors? Herbert, Haldeman, Ving, Scalzi. Your first criteria for a woman is that she reads and likes militaristic space operas? Good luck with that. How about fantasy? That's more popular with women. It is? Buff heroes treading the jeweled thrones of the earth beneath their sandaled feet are a lot sexier than space soldiers blowing up aliens with plasma rifles, particularly if the fantasy hero can respect the heroine as a self empowered individual even after he beds her like he owns her. I like fantasy. How about Tolkien and Martin? I can work with that. Any genres outside geek lit? I like mysteries and thrillers. Like Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett? Who? You live in the Bay Area and don't know Hammett? The Maltese Falcon? Wasn't that a movie? Based on a book. It's detective fiction. All the guys are bastards and the women love them for it. Hammett's books are as tough and sexist as any of your space operas. You would love them. So if not hard-boiled detective fiction, then what? Ludlam, Follett, Harris, that sort of thing. You don't think Thomas Harris lost his mojo after Silence of the Lambs? Yes, but his first three books are amazing. Okay, Jeff, enough with books. What else describes your perfect girl? A great conversationalist. Have you ever had one of those conversations where the world disappears? I'm not sure what you mean. Where nothing exists except the conversation. I think that's what love is. When you talk to someone and nothing else exists except the other person. Have you ever had that happen? I'm afraid not. What else is she like? She has a sense of humor. She'll need one. Yeah, I like that. I love sarcasm. Any other examples of a sense of humor? Movies like Airplane and The Hangover. Everyone likes those. They don't say anything unique about you. What movies do you like that few people our age have seen? My dad was a fan of Peter Sellers. When I was a kid, we used to watch the Pink Panther movies together. I loved them. Ooh, good choice. Hey, if you like Sellers, did you ever see Alec Guinness's Ealing comedies? Obi-Wan Kenobi did comedy? Arg. The most versatile actor in the history of film, and everyone remembers him for portraying an aging Jedi who could have been played by any British guy over 50. Guinness was a brilliant comic actor. Peter Sellers learned at his feet. You should see Lavender Hill Mob, or Kind Hearts and Coronets. You just made me think of another speck for the perfect woman. I like someone who isn't afraid to defend an opinion. Is your perfect woman a neat freak or slob? I can't handle a slob. Ugh, me neither. Chase, what about sex? Now, Jeff? I guess the restaurant bathroom might work. Ha! I mean, sex is important, right? The ad should get at sexual compatibility. Ha ha! Yeah, I knew what you meant, and I make funny jokes like that sometimes. The bathroom might be free. I crack myself up. Um, what do you mean by sexual compatibility? That she really likes sex, you know? She isn't inhibited or guilty about it, and is adventurous. Adventurous? Like a woman who yells yee while riding a Sibian marking each toe-curling climax by thwacking the pale flesh of her own ass with a riding crop. I was thinking maybe she would let me tie her up sometime, but I'm open-minded. What's a Sibian? It's not important. Hmm. I think it's hard to get at sexual compatibility in an ad without being pornographic. I'll think on it. How about appearance? I'm not too worried about that. Bullshit, Jeff. You've been dating actresses and models. And they're boring. Look, sure, I like a gorgeous woman as much as the next guy. But the other stuff is more important, so long as she's minimally attractive. Women will love to hear that. I find you minimally attractive. I'm being honest. Of course you are. What's attractive? Not too fat? I like curves. You're all about that bass? More like cello. You mean you'll tolerate a size 4 rather than hold out for a size 2? You're getting defensive. Look, all that stuff about men setting beauty standards that are only obtainable via anorexia? It's nonsense. Look at the cover of men's magazines the women are usually curvy. Toothpick women thrive on the covers of women's magazines. You gals do that body image shit to yourselves. Guys don't think Victoria's secret models are hot? Of course they do. But they'd be hotter if they ate an occasional burrito. Guys also think Kate Upton and Jennifer Lawrence are hot. Don't men have any responsibility for beauty standards? Blame us for boobs, not bulimia. Ha. Okay, when does curvy become fat? I think we need a reference point. Take me for example. Am I what you consider to be minimally attractive? Chase, I'm uncomfortable commenting on an employee's appearance. I asked, and we're off the clock. All right. You're an example of what I'm talking about gorgeous and wonderfully curvy. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but every time you wear your blue sweater, Raju sends out an alert to every guy in the building. The subject line just says code blue dot. My blue sweater? You mean the scoop neck cashmere one I wore yesterday? I, uh, think so. I'm going to kick Raju's ass so hard he'll spend the next week coughing up violet vixen toenail polish. You're blushing. I was wondering why I had so many guys visiting my cubicle yesterday for grammar advice. Err. Wait. You visited my cubicle yesterday. You asked about subjunctives. It was a crisis. A grammar crisis? We're drifting off topic. It's not whether I care about appearance. I do. But it's like database query logic. I'll find a better result faster if I index on personality. Rather than if I index on looks... It's a much more efficient way to search. For me, at least. The erotic heat of your database metaphor is charring my panties. You're mocking me. A little. They're only smoldering. I can't help how I think. Anyway, I'll settle for minimally attractive. If she happens to be as hot as someone like you, that would be awesome. How about other things? Height. I don't want to have to look up at her when she wears heels. I wish I had that problem with the occasional guy. How about things like glasses? Are they a disqualifier? Glasses are hot. I love it when a woman removes them during intimate moments. It feels like she's intellectually undressing herself. Yeah, like the way you just did with your glasses. Oh. Um, our conversation about glasses made me realize I needed to clean mine. Okay, I think I have your ad. How about this? Successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur. Socially awkward but far better looking than anyone this intelligent and self-absorbed has any right to be Sikh's nymphomaniacal she-geek for conversational nerdgasms between frenzied orgasms. Must pick up your own socks. Jeff? You aren't saying anything. What do you think? That's it. I'll type it up and wordsmith it before sending it, but yeah. You distilled our entire conversation down to that? Good writing is succinct. It seems different from most dating ads I've seen. Most dating ads suck. Chase, you called me socially awkward and self-absorbed. I'm not sure I like that. Any smart woman will realize that within five minutes of meeting you, some women like guys like that, or at least we know we can tolerate those traits if he has other virtues, like a good heart, a sharp mind, and an ass you could use for bouncing quarters. Err as, um, hypothetical examples of why women might want a hypothetical guy like that. Not you. Um, hypothetically. You think I'm self-absorbed? Our entire conversation has been about you. We talked about you for a bit. When I forced you to answer whether you found me attractive. Point taken, I guess. But I'm not sure this is representative. Sonia, my best friend in college, said she could always tell I liked a girl when I started asking the girl about herself. There may be hope for you. Do you really think it's a good idea to lead with my weaknesses? Successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur is the lead, and it's a hell of an attention getter around here. Where women know what it means. Following it with some self deprecation is reassuring, it makes you approachable, telling her you don't take yourself too seriously. Hmm. What was the next thing? Frenetic orgasms? Frenzied. I thought about frenzied fucking, but it's too much. Yeah, I like that sentence. Sexuality and erudition have a glorious synergy for your type of woman. My type of woman. Nymphomaniacal she geeks. They'll find that language hot. Trust me the whole thing seems rather, blunt. Just like you. I could have written something to make you sound like a priapic Lord Byron, but that's not you. You should try to attract a woman who'll be charmed by you, not by someone you are pretending to be. That makes sense, but the ad seems more designed to frighten than to attract. The point of a spec is to exclude as well as include. But what if no one replies? I'll guarantee you get at least one good response. If not, I'll refund my entire writing fee. Hey, put down that bill. I just made a thousand bucks tonight. I can get the check for the meal, and deduct it from my taxes. Fair enough. Okay, I trust your advice. Send me the text, please, so I can post it tonight. Sure. To which matchmaking site are you posting this? Okyenta.com. Why do you ask? Just curious. Chase, you're sure at least one interesting woman will respond? Jeff, I just told you I guarantee it. February 9th. Chase. Have a seat. You like Merlot, right? Let me pour you a glass. Thanks, Jeff. I've never eaten lunch here. I've heard the artichoke pizza is a foodgasm. Is this about the computer dating again? Yeah, you're the only one who knows about my ad, and I hoped you wouldn't mind giving more advice. Sure. Any responses yet? You were right about successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur getting attention. I got hundreds of responses, but most had nothing to recommend them other than adding to my new collection of nude selfies. Nothing worthwhile? Just one. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah? She seems almost perfect. I've exchanged a dozen emails and texts with her. She's funny and flirty, and she might even be able to outgeek geek me. You were wrong, by the way. You said I wouldn't find a woman into militaristic science fiction— but she's read Starship Troopers, Dune, and Forever War. I said you would be unlikely to meet a woman who likes such books. Did she actually like them? Well, no, but that was fun. We argued about them, and I convinced her to try John Scalzi, in exchange for me agreeing to read some Gene Wolfe. She has exquisite taste. She wants to meet. And? Um, it's weird. She calls it a blind date. Listen to this. I have a fantasy about meeting a man for the first time in the dark, where we spend hours exploring each other without visual distractions where we lose ourselves within our more physical senses. I feel such a strong connection with you that I'm daring to see if I can live this fantasy. I want you to get us a hotel room tonight. Make sure the room can be made completely dark inside. I'll arrive at eight and knock three times. Ensure the room is lightless, then unlock the door and face away. I'll enter and we'll spend our time together in complete darkness. Our other senses and our own imaginations will collude to make the experience an unforgettable one, reshaping the experience within our memory in countless ways. Whatever happens will happen, but the lights must stay off until after I leave. If you promise me this, we'll meet tonight. Yours in the shadows, Thea. Thea? It's from one of Jean Wolfe's books some sort of elegant courtesan. She won't give her real name. That whole scenario sounds hot. Yes, but it sounds dangerous. She's never met me, and rather than meet for the first time in a public place, she wants to meet in a hotel room, in the dark. That's incredibly reckless. I could be the Zodiac Killer for all she knows. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it could be seen that way. So she seems perfect, except she's reckless, which is a hell of a character flaw, don't you think? Um, not necessarily. It's sweet of you to be looking out for her safety, Jeff, but of course she is safe with you you know that. She doesn't know me well enough to know that yet. Maybe she does. What? Um, you've been emailing her, right? Maybe she's just a very good judge of character and has never done anything like this before. She says it's a fantasy scenario, right? Yes. Maybe she's normally not like this, and something about you makes her trust you to fulfill her hottest fantasy. And if this does prove to be a character flaw, you can always stop seeing her. Or rather… Stop not seeing her, since this'll be in the dark. That makes sense. Okay, you've convinced me. I'll go. Awesome. Um, I mean, I'm thrilled you might have a chance at romantic happiness. You really are happy for me, aren't you? Thanks for all your advice. You're a good friend, Chase. That's me a good friend. Ooh, I thought of something. Maybe she wants to meet in the dark because she's afraid you'll think she's not attractive. Do you, uh, think that might be true? Ha. Huh. Not a chance. Why not? Hers was the hottest of all the nude selfies. Oh, wow. Sorry, I'm embarrassing you. You're turning redder than your wine. You, uh, really thought she was that hot? She concealed her face with a book, but her body's a dream. All these tight, pale curves. She must do Pilates or something. Yoga. Huh. Air, probably. All the women who exercise around here do yoga. It's like a cult really a sensual, limber cult. Whatever it is, it paid off. She struck this incredibly erotic pose, with an arm covering the tips of spectacular breasts. She had one knee up, which accented the arc of her hips. If Playboy bought out librarians quarterly, she would be the first centerfold. She was lying on one of those what are they called? Those one-armed couches with the back missing on one side? Gulp. Chase. Eep. Are you okay? You slammed your wine like it was tequila. Do you have the hiccups? Um, Eep? Here, drink my water. Slowly. Thank you, Pew. All better? Sorry, I must have really embarrassed you describing her body like that. No, really, you don't need to be sorry. At all. Um, Jeff, something interesting happened at work this morning. Yes? Dennis called me into his office. He said he had time to think about it and that he hadn't rewarded me properly for my work on the Silver Linings project. He said my approach had been vindicated, and instead of being resentful, he should have praised my initiative and confidence, particularly if he wanted to keep having employees of my caliber working for him. I got a $20,000 raise and a promise of a nice year-end bonus. Well-earned chase. I'm glad Dennis finally recognized that. Why do I think he was coached along by you? Coaching my managers is part of my job. You're an awesome boss, boss. I hope things go well with Thea. I have a feeling they will. This might be an awkward question, but am I wrong in thinking Thea's messages are kind of suggestive? Only in the sense that water is kind of wet. I don't want to offend her by assuming we're going to have sex, but I want to be prepared, just in case. Do you, uh, think I should bring a condom? Bring three. Huh. I mean, with the nude photo and her wanting to meet you in the dark— I don't think there's a chance you will offend her by expecting sex. She sounds like a real slut. Thanks, Chase. You're a great friend. Anytime, Jeff. Anytime. February 10th Chase closed the door. Your subject line just said urgent. Is this about your date last night? I've been dying to find an excuse to talk to you all day. How did it go? It was amazing. Details. The more sorted, the better. I rented a room at the Weston in Palo Alto. I had to pay extra for them to install blackout curtains on short notice, but they promised it would be completely dark inside. Once I verified this, I texted her the room number. And then? Eight o'clock comes, and I stared out of the peephole hoping to catch a glimpse of her. You cheater! She never said I couldn't do that. It didn't matter anyway. She must have sidled up along the wall, because suddenly the peephole was covered. Ah, so she anticipated your devious attempt to violate the spirit of her rules, and she deployed countermeasures. I like her already. I heard three soft knocks. Yeah? So I did what I promised. I doused the lights, cracked the door open, stepped back, and turned around so I wouldn't see her enter. Uh Uh-huh. I heard the door open, and I could tell she was nervous, because her breath kept catching. I then heard her exhale long and slow, like she was nervous and trying to calm herself. Then the door shut, and I could sense she was standing there with no idea where I was not sure what she should do. She just stood there, not saying anything. Well, she might have been afraid of tripping over something and breaking her neck in the dark. Cut her some slack. I think she planned to do something sexy, like wrap her arms around me in the dark, and it wasn't until she entered the room that she realized she wouldn't know where I was standing. So, I called her name, Thea, and I heard slow footsteps approach. Then a soft hand brushed my chest, and she whispered, Either your name is Jeff, or you'll have a hell of a story for the boys in the locker room tomorrow. Ha! I laughed too, and we talked for a bit, but all the time she kept touching me, like she was trying to explore what I looked like through her hands. Have you seen that with blind people, where they learn to recognize someone's face by sense of touch? She was doing that. I felt her fingers move across my jaw, cheeks, and lips. Then she was running her hands through my hair tracing my eyebrows and tickling my ears. Did you like it? God yeah, she had said that without our eyes, our imaginations and other senses would fill in the gaps, and she was right. I touched her face and my mind ran wild trying to picture what she looked like, just from touch alone. What did she look like to your hands? She wore glasses and she took them off for me. That was one moment where I regretted the dark. I think I told you I like to watch that. She had a round face. I tried to sense more details than that, but she smiled the whole time. Maybe she was ticklish. She said she was living a fantasy, and that made her happy. She was really emotional. Her cheeks felt wet at one point. I think she was crying. Or maybe you poked her in the eye. No. Well, maybe. I didn't think of that. But tears of joy are nicer. Then let's stick with that. So you just stood there, touching each other's faces? And talking. It was this amazingly intimate conversation. The only conversation that has ever come close was. Never mind. When Thea and I chatted via email it was fun, but writing is different from how people speak. I wasn't sure what it would be like talking to her, but it was like we already knew each other so well. We fell into an immediate rhythm, which was so sexy. And what made it even more maddeningly erotic was that she always spoke in this low, sultry whisper. I swear if she walked into my office right now and started talking to me, in her normal tone, I wouldn't even recognize her voice. Chase, are you laughing or choking? Sorry, I inhaled the crouton. I'm fine. I lowered my voice to match her volume, and she lowered hers further, and we had to move closer to hear each other, until our conversation was with our lips grazing each other's ears. What did you talk about? It's kinda personal. You can tell me. I don't think I should. Jeff! I'm now sucked into this sexual escapade of yours. You can't hold back now. You really want all these details? My girlfriends tell me stuff like this all the time. There's nothing you can say that will shock me. And it's not fair to tell me half the story. Once a story has begun, you have a moral obligation to continue through the end. I've never talked like this before about my time with a woman. It's actually kinda fun. I get to relive the the entire night in my head. So yeah, okay. I'll keep telling the story. So what did you talk about? She would ask these deeply personal questions. She wanted secrets no one else knew. Who did I first kiss? And how did I feel? When was the first time I ever touched a girlfriend's breast? And what did I think? What was the best oral sex I ever had? And what made it wonderful? And after each answer she would share something about herself. I remember her describing some geeky guy at an artsy summer camp in high school, with whom she had a lot in common. But he was so insecure and needy she eventually pushed him in the lake. She said she felt like she would never meet anyone with her interests who would also be strong and confident a man who could challenge her the way she would challenge him who would know what she wanted including when she just wanted to just be taken. How did you respond to that? I told her that smart women sometimes have trouble getting out of their heads during sex. She said she had that problem too sometimes. I told her that the solution to getting out of her head being driven out of her mind. Sigh. Yeah, she sighed like that too, and I laid her on the bed. She had been a little tense in my arms, and after I said that, it was like her body just suddenly opened up, and she melted underneath me. I removed her clothes, and you know, we had a nice time together. Nice time together? Yes, it was wonderful. That's all I get? Well, it was pretty intimate from there. Give me intimate. What happened? You really want all the details? Yes. Did she rock your world? Did a choir of angels harmonize with the cry of her climax? What was it like? Tell me. This is kind of awkward for me. You're sure this isn't boring you or anything? No, no, trust me, I'm fascinated. I'm not a writer like you. A choir of angels? Yeah, it felt like that, but I don't think I can describe it like that. Your descriptions are perfect. It's like I was there. Okay, if you're sure. So you remember how we visualized each other's faces using our hands? Now we tried to visualize each other's entire bodies with our hands. She used her fingernails to trace all my muscles. Did you like that? I wasn't strong as a kid. I didn't lift weights until we started that wellness program last year and the division head said I needed to set an example. So I'm not used to having actual muscle definition. You look, well, amazing. All the women on the third floor have been totally checking out your butt. This was the first time I've actually been with a woman since I started lifting. Get out. You didn't sleep with those models last month? No, they hinted at going to my place for a drink, but I told you they were boring. I made an excuse about work, which wasn't really a lie, as I've been so focused on the company the last two years. It's only recently I've had time to even think about my personal life. So, as I said, Fia is the first woman I've been with since I started lifting, and it's amazing. It's the first time I ever sensed a woman getting intensely turned on by just, you know, touching my body. It was a new experience. She traced the outline of my bicep, and I'd find some excuse to shift my weight so the muscle would flex, and I'd hear these sexy oohs and her legs would spread slightly, or she'd arch her hips toward me. Well, there you go. You've been annoyed at the recent women who seemed only interested in you for your money, and now you have a woman who only wants you for your body. Progress. It's a hell of a lot more fun being used for your body than for your money. But don't get me wrong she liked my personality as well. We really clicked, but that wasn't new for me. A woman getting turned on by my body was new, and she was getting more aroused the more she touched me, running her hands down my chest, then digging her fingers into my back. At one point she used both hands to grab my butt, while nibbling my mouth, and she whispered, You've no idea how much I've wanted to clutch this ass of yours. It's a nice ass, like I said. Yeah, but she's never seen me before. So how could she have been wanting to grab my ass? Uh... There's only one explanation. Oh. Talking and writing to me somehow made her want to grab my butt. That must be it. And God, it was obvious how aroused she was getting. It was so fucking hot. I could feel it happening. What do you mean? The way we were kissing for one. Her kisses grew hungry. Her lips softened, moistened, and opened. It was like she was trying to draw me as far as she could inside her body. You are talking about her mouth? Well, I could feel it happening, down there as well, where our hips were touching. You're blushing. Down there? Jeff. we have words for our anatomy. Head, arm, stomach, breasts. It's okay. You can say them. Fine. I can feel her getting wet in her vagina. Vagina? Jeff, you aren't her gynecologist, you're her lover. Is this how you think to yourself in your head? Oh my god, the amount of lubrication in her vagina must have increased by 37%. Penis penetration commencing in 30 seconds. This is a hot story, Jeff. You need to sell just how fucking hot it is by using hot words. Unleash your inner author. He's in there. Set him free. Ha. I'm not like your girlfriends, used to giving a play-by-play like this. You can do it. Try again. So you felt her responding, down where? God, this is embarrassing. Give it to me, Jeff. I want those words. I need them. I can feel her cunt melting against the heat of my cock. Yes. Yes. There. That's so good. More. I won't feel complete until I'm stuffed full of your words. Impale me with them. Chase, wow. Um, more? God, yes, more. What happened next? Did she beg for it? Tell me she begged for it. She actually did start begging for it. Of course she did. She needed to. How did she beg? Tell me. Please, Jeff, she said. I need you. I need you to fuck me. I need you to fucking pound me. God, just think of how much she needed you inside her to abase herself before you like that, exposing her deepest, most horrid desires. Did you do what she asked, Jeff, and satisfy her craving for cock? Well, no. You dog. I never had a woman big before, so I said I can fuck you, but if you want me to fucking pound you, then you need to use your mouth more first. You're a cruel, magnificent bastard. Tell me more. She whimpered but nodded rapidly. I let her flip me over, and her mouth traveled down my body, with the same hungry kisses on my neck and chest. When she reached my stomach, she stopped and said, I want to drink this six-pack later dot. That's what you're hiding under those tailored shirts. There are perks to setting an example for the wellness program. Anyway, she started kissing my thighs, and her fingers touched. Me, for the first time. Touched you? Touched you where? It's cute to watch you blush like this. Men don't blush. It's just hot in here. I need more words, Jeff. Say them. Her fingers touched my cock for the first time. You're getting into this, aren't you, Jeff, using all these naughty words? Yes. And what was it like when Thea touched you? It was the same way she explored the rest of my body she was trying to see my cock with her hands. Her fingertips brushed the surface and it's like she's trying to take measurements or something. She probably was. I thought it was a myth that women cared that much about size. I had a roommate in college who wouldn't date a guy with a dick longer than four inches. It hurt her cervix. Another girl in my dorm chased this guy who reputedly had eight inches of man muscle packed in his boxers. The morning after she finally fucked him, I saw her sitting on an ice pack in the cafeteria, with a goofy grin on her face. Every girl has her preferences for what's too long, short, wide, or skinny. Or too crooked. Crooked? Long story. So, after she finishes measuring you, she says. She says, God, it's thick and perfect. And not crooked. Air. I wonder whether we have a mutual friend. And then she licked me, with long, slow, wide strokes slapping at me. And I heard her whisper, is this good? Am I good enough at cocksucking for you to fucking pound me? Have I earned my pounding yet? Please? Please will you pound me? The girl had needs, you bastard. Needs? She needed to be teased, so I just said more, and she enveloped my cock with her mouth. How air was she? She was ferocious. Normally I don't like that. It makes me too sensitive. Normally? But not last night? You have to understand how she made me feel. My life for the past few years with the company's success, still seems unreal to me. Today, I've got a personal trainer, all my shirts are tailored, and once a month have to quietly fire an employee when I find her naked in my office. Is that what happened to Brittany? That skank! But deep down I sometimes feel like the president of the high school coders club who only was treated nicely by beautiful girls when they needed help with homework. So now, here I am, in bed with a woman so deep in the throes of lust that she's actually pleading for my cock. She's been driven into slutty, sexual heat by me. She's so aroused by me all she can think of is sucking me with such skill that I will finally fuck her. You ask how she was at giving head? I felt like I could smite my foes, shape life out of mud, and call down thunder from the heavens. She made me feel like a fucking god. Sorry, I got carried away recalling the moment. You're embarrassed again. She, uh, really made you feel like that? Yes. Wow. Then I heard her whisper again. Is this good enough? Is this good enough yet for you to fucking pound me? Was it? Oh, hell yeah. So did you fucking pound her? No. You're a glorious son of a bitch. I said I'm not convinced you want it bad enough yet, and rolled her onto her back. I bet she howled in frustration. She just mewled. She said hee-haw. I've done that in bed. Hee-haw? No, not meel, meel, like a kitten. And hee-haw is what a donkey says, not a meal. Honest mistake. What does a mule say? I don't think they talk much. Um, why on earth would you ever have said hee-haw in bed? Another long story. Continue with yours. She kept whimpering the word please as I moved down her body. I inhaled her nipple into my mouth, and she gasped and said please again, while running her fingers through my hair. When my hand approached. Yes? Approached her pussy, her hips lunged from the bed, meeting my fingers and her pleas turned from a whimper into a moan. How could you not give her the pounding she wanted? By giving her the tongue lashing she needed. Mm Mmm. How did you know that was what she needed? You remember how we were talking about sexual compatibility a few days ago? I don't think I ever really knew what it meant until last night. Normally it takes a lot of sex to know what a woman needs when she likes it soft and tender, or when she wants you to go fast and furious on her. But with Thea, I was in her head. I just knew. I knew that she wanted me, but that she was desperate to lose control to lose her mind. I sensed the way to do that was to deny her, tease her, and keep her guessing and anticipating. She needed to get out of her head. Getting her out of her head by giving her head. Ingenious. Did it work? Check out these scratches on my back. Oh God, she scratched you that hard? I'm sore, so glad it wasn't worse. How did that happen? I kissed her on her, you know. Say it on her pussy. I kissed her on her pussy. Normally I start slow and tender, but she was so wet, I went by instinct, and I sucked her clit inside my mouth, and sucked hard. Yeah? And my god, she erupted. There's no other word for it. Her whispering turned to screams, her hips bucked and thrashed, her body leapt off the bed, and she grabbed the back of my head. She pulled my head toward her pussy, and just started clawing my upper back and neck, wailing incoherently. I don't think she was trying to scratch me. I don't think she was thinking at all. She was just feeling and screaming and thrashing. She was an orgasm personified. Hmm. I supped on her clit harder, and she erupted again, this time flopping back down onto the bed, whimpering while making these small, fast circles with her hips. Then I reached up, took her nipples between my fingers, and pinched. Yes. She screamed again. With the rhythm of her hips, she was trying to fuck my face. Like she wanted to bring my entire head inside her. Chase? Are you okay? Huh? Are you feeling okay? You look like you're about to fall over. I'm, uh, fine. Just adjusting my skirt. What did you do to her next? I decided she was ready. I moved her beneath me and put my mouth next to her ear. Yeah? I said to her, now I'm going to fucking pound you. Oh God. And she just squeaked. She squeaked? Yeah. She said eep. It reminded me of something. Stay on track. So you pounded her? No, I fucking pounded her. Tell me about it. Her throat made this sound I had never heard before, half pant, half howl. And half moan. That's a half too far. She flailed her arms across my back again. When her fingernails began to plow furrows in my skin, I grabbed her wrists and pinned them over her head. I bet she loved that. I think she did. With her arms and hips pinned, she could only move her legs, and she wrapped them tight around me. Her heels were somehow digging into my ass. Like I said yoga. I was kissing her the whole time, and she had her mouth wide open as she moaned, until suddenly her hips thrashed up against me and her mouth snapped closed, almost biting my lips. I could feel her hold her breath. Her body tensed. Then she whispered in my ear, Oh God, you made me come. Mmm. I whispered back doesn't count if you're that quiet. I want to hear you scream. She shook her head rapidly as I thrust into her again. She tried to twist her wrists out of my hands, but I pinned them hard against the mattress, and I imagined I was skewering her straight into the bed to keep her from moving. That's when she panted my name in my ear. Oh, Jeff, yes, Jeff, yes, fuck me, Jeff. Fucking pound me, Jeff. Like that. And how were you holding up during all this? Barely. Honestly, I can rarely last that long unless I've had an orgasm already that day. But I somehow found reserves of... Control? Strength? I don't know. She brought it out in me. I so much wanted to make her lose control that I found discipline of my own. And, um... Did it work? Did you make her lose control? She whispered with more urgency. Pound me with your hard cock, Jeff. You can't imagine how much I want this. Didn't know you had that effect on women, did you? Honestly, no, but she convinced me otherwise. I pounded her hard, with my lips on hers, which forced her to exhale her obscenities into my mouth. Finally, she tensed like a steel cable. I felt a sharp breath, and she unleashed a shriek of passion that must have echoed through every air vent in the hotel, all the way to the restaurants across the street. It was that loud? Her cries sent me to the same place. The sensation of my climax inside her inflamed her again, resulting in another scream, even louder than the last. Everyone must have heard. Oh my god! I collapsed on top of her, and released her arms. She stroked her fingers through my hair, and she whispered in my ear, you're mine. Just for tonight, maybe, but you're mine. And being a guy, you pulled on your pants and ran. What? No, it was sweet, and it was after the best sex I'd ever had. I had never brought forth such a reaction from a woman before. Nor had any woman inspired such a performance from me. You think I was going to leave? Hell, I brought three condoms, like you suggested. You used them all? Plus one of the four she brought herself. She said she was afraid I wouldn't bring enough. I told you she was a slut. After the fourth time, she dressed in the bathroom and told me she had to work today. She was complaining about it, saying I had pounded her so hard she wouldn't be able to sit down the next day. I suggested she take a sick day, but she said her boss would probably spank her if she missed a day. Some women would sacrifice dental coverage to get a spanking benefit. Depends on the boss. I guess. Oh, where are my manners? You've been standing this whole time. Please, Chase, sit down. Ah, no thanks. I had an intense workout yesterday, and I think I worked my glutes too hard. It feels better to stand. I need to go get some work done anyway. Are you going to see her again? I didn't see her at all, remember? But yeah, we made plans to meet again over the weekend. Thanks for listening. I've never done that before, describing a sexual encounter like a story. You weren't bad. I like the honesty of the story. You're the president and founder of the company, Jeff. You have this face behind your mask that we worker bees rarely glimpse, and I feel like I got a long look. By the way, Chase, you haven't cashed that check I wrote you last week. That? I tore it up. Writing the ad just took me a few minutes of work and it was fun. But, it was the principle of the thing. I'd been feeling a little underappreciated from my spat with Dennis. It meant a lot to me that my skills were worth that much to you. But it would have been rude to cash the check. But you paid for dinner because I was paying for your time. That doesn't seem fair. You can buy me dinner this weekend. Friday? I'm, uh, seeing Fia again on Friday. How about Saturday? Saturday? But that's that's fine. See you then. And take it easy on your exercise. You don't want to get hurt. I don't mind the pain. This was the best workout I ever had, and the pain reminds me of a wonderful experience. Chase, you're a lot of fun to talk to, but you're kind of a freak. I know. February 14th So, Jeff, did you see Thea again last night? Yes, but we discussed her enough the other day. Did you see her face this time? No, she said that our first encounter was so wonderful in the dark, she wanted to do it again. But I'm serious, Chase, let's talk about something else. How about the food at this restaurant? What's good here? Everything. I asked the chef to surprise us. We'll see what we're eating when they bring it out. I love surprises. I normally don't, but I've been feeling playful lately. But I didn't mean I wanted to talk about the food. Let's talk about you. Me? Nah, I'm boring. Your only fault seems to be false modesty. I have more faults than that. You looked guilty when you said that I'm not as honest as I should be. No one seems to be very honest. My current boyfriend is. You're seeing someone? Yes. We just started dating, but I'm afraid I screwed it up. I haven't been honest about myself. Almost everyone seems to do that, presenting only their better qualities early on. This is more extreme than that, and I think it'll be a problem. Why? I've really liked and admired this guy for a long time. He's brilliant, sweet, and gorgeous. I've had a stupid crush on him for two years now, but I didn't really know him. He can be really clueless sometimes, but the more I know him, the more I see that's just his own innate honesty. He wouldn't think of lying, so it doesn't occur to him that someone else might not tell the truth. That much honesty isn't necessarily a good thing. No shit. He's clueless about how clueless he can be, but it's kind of cute. You know, I'm pretty sure you could even describe how clueless he was, right in front of him, as if you were talking about someone else, and he wouldn't realize you were talking about him. Now he just sounds like an idiot. No, trust me, Jeff. He's really smart. As smart as you. I'll take your word for it. And you took advantage of his cluelessness by lying to him? It was a mistake, but I saw a chance to be with him, and I took it. Now I feel ashamed and stupid myself. Why not tell him the truth? I think it would destroy the relationship. If it does, then maybe it wasn't meant to be. Do you remember when we talked earlier this week? You described what it was like to be with Thea. That was really beautiful, and important to me to hear what it felt like. I want to share what it's like to be with... Ernesto. Ernesto? It's not his real name. I saw him again last night after work. Where? That's not important. Your story was full of details, and while it was true and beautiful, the truth of my experience with Ernesto is more emotional. I'm not sure I want to hear this. Please, Jeff. I need to tell this story to you. I guess I owe you. All right, how did it feel when you were with him? You mentioned something a while ago, about wanting a conversation where the world disappeared. They were so fascinating to you that nothing else existed. Yes, and I think I found her. I didn't know what you meant then. But I feel that way with Ernesto. Oh. I love it when he wraps his arms around me. He's so strong, and while every guy is bigger than me, he's bigger and stronger than most guys. With his arms around me, I felt small, but also protected, like he would never allow anything bad to happen to me, that he could snap his fingers and any problem would just vanish. I've never felt like that with a guy before. Maybe I never trusted them enough. You don't seem the type to need a guy to protect you. That isn't the point. I know half the guys in the building think I'm a bitch. I know how to stand up for myself. No argument. But there's a place for that, and the bedroom isn't it. At least for me. I once tried to encourage one of my boyfriends to be more forceful in bed. He tried it, and it was a little better, and afterward he asked, Was that how you liked it, honey, was that good? Which killed the mood. But Ernesto isn't like that. No. You want to be wanted so much, that all he can think of is taking you. Yes, and I felt that way when he held me. I could feel how hard he was, you know, in his pants. You can say the word chase. Touché. I could feel his hard cock straining the fabric of his pants. I knew it was hard because of me. I knew he had been hard all day, thinking of us being together again. I imagined him at work, remembering me licking his sugar-coated cock while he cupped my breasts remembering himself standing on the side of the bed taking me from behind as I howled blasphemies into a pillow clenched between my teeth. I imagined him trying to concentrate on his work, but unable to get the texture and heat of my pussy out of his head. I imagined him adjusting himself because he could never make his pants comfortable. Because of me. Because of you. And I can tell that's what he's been doing all day, fantasizing about me. I can feel it the way his arm sees me when I arrive. I hear it in his voice when he growls his lust in my ear. I ache for it in the steel of his cock. And I revel in it. My knees quiver when I feel his passion. I open up for him. I've heard women compare it to a flower opening to the sun. Not for me. I'm a book a treasured favorite having its spine caressed as it's opened by a loving owner. I want to be read and comprehended more and more over time. But at the same time, I want to mystify, thrill, haunt, inspire, arouse, excite, and transfigure the way all great books can. I want him to turn my pages so I can reveal all my secrets, or at least all secrets but one, which I will save for the end. A plot twist? Dramatic irony, where the reader sees it coming but the main character doesn't. But that wasn't the point. It's about how he makes me feel. All that from sex? Sex? No, that's just how I feel when he holds me in his arms. You want to know about the sex? You said you wanted to tell me. What can I say about the sex? I have a reputation as a slut, did you know that? Um, I heard rumors, but I never take rumors seriously. I spread most of the rumors myself, but they aren't really true. I do like sex the bodies slapping together, the flirting, the spurting. It feels good, so I do it sometimes. But it always created unwanted complications. I rolled my eyes at the girls who argued that sex was somehow better when there was true intimacy where there was a connection beyond the biological. I never really got it before. But now, I feel like I've discovered gravity. I mean, yes, everyone knows an apple falls from a tree, but I feel like Newton must have felt when he finally understood why the apple fell. The whole world suddenly made sense. My lover touches me, and I feel like a woman for whom men will kill. I'm Helen of Troy in his arms. He kisses me, and I'm a swooning high school girl at a concert for the cutest boy band in the world. He undresses me, and I feel naked. I've been naked many times but I never felt naked. I never felt sexy. When I'm naked with him, I feel vulnerable, but safe, like I can be hurt but I trust him completely to bring joy instead. When he caresses me, my skin is electric silk. When he tastes my breasts I become a puddle of lust. He grasps my ass in his hands, and I know sexual surrender. He touches my pussy, and my pussy feels incomplete. It needs to be filled. I will accept his fingers, or his tongue and he uses them both so well, but what I really want is cock. I want his thick, hot, sliding, ramming cock. I want to feel the walls of my pussy part for him. I want friction. I want the pulse, pulse, pulse of his hips and heart as he thrusts that magnificent cock of his so deep inside me that it becomes my entire world. Chase. And it does, Jeff. It does become my entire world. He teases me until I want to scream until I'm so wet and eroticized that his cock consumes my thoughts, and just when I'm sure my pussy will ignite, he moves me wherever he will have me, he takes me. He's on top of me. Or he's pinning me against the wall. Or he bends me across a chair. I'm fucked until I scream like the slut I am. I told you I wasn't really a slut, and I wasn't. Not like I am now, with him not the kind who sleeps with lots of men, but the kind who, with the right man... Becomes sex incarnate lusting and fucking and coming and coming and coming again And oh god I'm coming again yes 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 Until my body betrays me and I no longer have the energy to move And I collapse in the powerful warmth of his arms He makes shushing sounds with his lips And his whispers tell me how perfect I am And I am perfect All my doubts all my stupid neuroses they vanish in a post-coital cuddle For that brief moment I am perfection Jeff? I don't know what to say I only hope I made Thea feel one-tenth as amazing as that. Don't sell yourself short, Jeff. And it's all based on a lie? What's the big secret you're hiding from him? I can hardly tell you without also telling him, could I? That wouldn't be fair. Okay, but what type of secret? Medical? More personal. I'm not the person he thinks I am. Let's leave it at that. And you can't tell him the truth. He'll hate me. I can't bear that. He'll find out eventually. I know. The smart move is to tell him the truth now. If it'll be bad when he finds out, it'll be worse the more you procrastinate. I don't want to do the smart thing. You're a smart woman. I'm always the smart woman the sensible woman. My parents named me after a piece of furniture. I moved to the Bay Area to be an author, like Hammett or Steinbeck. Tech writing was just to pay the bills while I worked on my novel, but I never wrote my novel. I contribute fully to our 401k instead of splurging on a closet full of Italian shoes. That raise you gave me last week? I've already budgeted for upgrading my car from a sensible Corolla to a sensible Camry. I'm sick of being sensible, and this is my chance. Every woman is entitled to one mad, self-destructive, glorious love affair that her friends all see as a clusterfuck. But she does it anyway, because it makes her head swoon, her heart pound, and her cun explode. This is my glorious affair, damn it. Mine. I want to throw caution into the hurricane. I want to sow oaths so wild Maurice Sendak has to write a book showing where to find them. Yes, this affair will wreck my life soon, but I'm doing it anyway. When I die, and I look into the face of my creator, he will ask what I did with my life, and I can say, I never wrote my novel, but for a few vibrant weeks I knew perfect sex with an amazing man. I knew he felt the same way about me. But in those weeks, I lived, I will say. I loved. I fucked. I lived. That's what I did with my life. Chase? Yes? Have you told him you feel this way? I'm trying to. It's hard. It's easier to tell you about him. If I told him, he would wonder if I had an agenda, or he would feel weird if he didn't feel the same way. It's easier to tell you. You just believe me. It isn't my business, but I think I need to say this. You're an amazing person, and no lie will ever change that. If this Ernesto can't see that, then he isn't worthy of you. Why do you look sad when you say that? It doesn't matter. It's too late. We've been sharing most of our secrets with each other. Say it. I broke up with Thea. What? I sent her an email just before I picked you up for dinner. She may not have even read it yet. You broke up with her via email? That's the only way to contact her. On Valentine's Day? It didn't seem right to prolong it. But. But, you bastard. What? You cruel, heartless bastard. She was falling in love with you. Don't you know that? Why, please tell me why. Chase, you're crying. Why did this mean so much to you? It was beautiful. And sexy. And perfect. And you're throwing it away. Why? What did she do wrong? Jeff, why don't you say something? All right, I'm going for broke. I'm sure it's too late, but it's Valentine's Day. I didn't realize that when I asked you out for dinner tonight, but you're here with me, not with him. That might mean something. So I'm betting on Valentine's Day, and I'll just speak my mind, like I always try to do. I don't understand. Why did you dump her, Jeff? Why? I just couldn't be with Thea anymore. The darkness was supposed to fuel my imagination, and it did. But not in the way I think she intended. When I was with Thea... I kept imagining she was someone else. You bastard. Chase, you don't understand. She wasn't hot enough? Was that it? Chase, I imagined she was you. Chase? Me? I've loved our conversations. Thea and I have amazing sex, but my time with you is better. I recall my conversations with you more than I recall sex with Thea. And you're real. I can see you. I know who you are, and the more I get to know you, the more I like you. I think we could be amazing together. You were imagining you were with me last night when you had sex with... Thea? Yeah, I know. It's probably a little creepy, but Thea's body feels like the way your body looks, so it's so easy to imagine. Or maybe that's just my subconscious telling me what I want to be true. That I wanted her to be you. You want to be... with me? Yes, Chase, I do. You're amazing, brilliant, gorgeous, and funny and I'm convinced the reason I've been so good in bed with Thea is because I've been so aroused by the conversations I've had with you. I thought about it all day today, but once I knew, I had to break up with Thea just to have a chance at you. But now you're falling in love with this Ernesto, and I'm too late, but life's too short not to wait. Why are you smiling? Jeff, you idiot. I know you're all swoony over Ernesto, but you like talking to me. Don't deny it. I'm Thea. Come again? I'm Thea. I responded to your dating ad, and insisted that we meet in the dark so you couldn't see who I was. Get out. Does this sound familiar from last night? If you stop fucking me before the headboard breaks, you pay for room service. If you break the headboard, I'll pay. Holy shit. Are you mad? Come to think of it your being Thea explains a lot of things. You think? Are you mad? Chase, I'm falling for you, and you're telling me you've been wanting me so much you went through an elaborate plan just to sleep with me. I thought I was choosing between two amazing women, and I discover they're the same person. Why would that make me mad? Because I lied to you. You mean like you lied to Ernesto? Does he know you're sleeping with me? Arg. Jeff. You're Ernesto. You. I'm Ernesto? Oh wow. So you're crazy about me. Yes. Ernesto sounded like a monster in the sack. He is. You are. You built him up so much I didn't think I had a chance to compete. Yet you threw down against him anyway. Don't you think life is a lot simpler when you just say what you think and feel? I would have. But there was your stupid policy against work fraternization. What about that, by the way? Are you changing it? No, but it's no longer an issue if one of us isn't an employee. You mean I'm fired? No, I'm fired. I sold the company to Google yesterday. The press release is Monday. I'll use the capital from the sale for another startup. Oh wow. So, Chase, we both know how we feel. What do you want to do about it? I think you should pay the check, and then take me to your place we'll fuck like slutty minx until we collapse from exhaustion. Can we have the lights on this time? Definitely. The end author's note. I hope you enjoyed it. Please vote below and let me know what you thought. The end. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.